welcome to another reading Harry Potter podcast. Today we're continuing the journey from platform nine and three quarters. And let's continue. You're not old enough, Ginny, now be quiet. All right, Percy, you go first. What looked like the oldest boy marched towards platforms nine and ten. Harry watched, careful not to blink in case he missed it. <coughs> as But just as the boy reached the divide between the two platforms, a large cr- crowd of tourists came swarming in front of him, and by the time the last rucksack had cleared away, the boy had vanished. Fred, you next, the plump woman said. I'm not Fred, I'm George, said the boy. Honestly, woman, call yourself our mother. Can't you tell I'm George? Sorry, George, dear. Only joking, I'm Fred, said the boy, and off he went. His twin called after him to hurry up, and he must have done, because a second later, he had gone. But how had he done it? Now the third brother was walking briskly towards the ticket barrier. He was almost there, and then, quite suddenly, he wasn't anywhere. There was nothing else for it. Excuse me, said Harry to the plump woman. Hello, hello, dear, she said. First time at Hogwarts? Ron's new too. She pointed at the last and youngest of her sons. He was tall, thin and gangly, with freckles, big hands and feet, and a long nose. Yes, said Harry. Thing is, I don't know how to get to how to get to the platform, she said kindly. And Harry nodded. Not to worry, she said. All you have to do is walk straight at the barrier between platforms 9 and 10. Don't stop and don't be scared you'll crash into it. That's very important. Best do it at a bit of a run if you're nervous. Go on, go on, go before Ron now. Go now before Ron, sorry. Uh, okay, said Harry. He pushed his trolley round and stared at the barrier. It looked very solid. He started to walk towards it. People jostled him on the way to platforms 9 and 10. Harry walked more quickly. He was going to smash right into the ticket box and then he'd be in trouble. Leaning forward on his trolley, he broke into a heavy run. The barrier was coming nearer and nearer. He wouldn't be able to stop. The trolley was out of control. He was a foot away. He closed his eyes, ready for the crash. It didn't come. He kept on running. He opened his eyes. A scarlet steam engine was waiting next to a platform, next to a platform packed with people. A sign over said, ahead said Hogwarts Express, eleven o'clock. Harry looked behind him and saw a wrought iron archway where the ticket box had been with the words platform nine and three quarters on it. He had done it. The smoke from the the engine drifted over the heads of the chattering crowd, while cats of every colour wound here and there between their legs. Owls hooted at each other in a disgruntled sort of way over the babble and scraping of heavy trunks. The first few carriages were already packed with students. Some hanging out of the window to talk to their families, some fighting over seats. Harry pushed his trolley off down the platform in search of an empty seat. He passed a round-faced boy who was saying, Gran, I've lost my toad again. Oh, Neville, he heard the old woman sigh.
A, a boy with dreadlocks was surrounded by a small crowd. Give us a look, Lee. Go on. The boy lifted the lid of, of <coughs> list, <coughs> lifted the lid of a box in his arms, and the people around him shrieked and yelled as something inside poked out a long, hairy leg. Harry passed on through the crowd until he found an empty compartment near the end of the train. He put Hedwig inside first. Then he started to shove his head, shove and heave his trunk towards the train door. He tried to lift it up the steps, but could hardly raise one end, and twice he dropped it painfully on his foot. Want a hand? It was one of the red-haired twins he'd followed through the ticket box. Yes, please, Harry panted. Oi, Fred, come here and help. With the twins' help, Harry's trunk was at last tucked away in the corner of the compartment. Thanks, said Harry, pushing his sweaty hair out of his eyes. What's that? said one of the twins, suddenly pointing at Harry's scar. Blimey, said the other twin. Are you? He is, said the first twin. Aren't you? she added to Harry. What? said Harry. Harry Potter, chorused the twins. Oh, him, said Harry. I mean, yes, I am. The two boys gawped at him, and Harry felt himself go red, going red. And then, to his relief, a voice came floating in through the train's open door. Fred? George? Are you there? Coming, Mum. With a last look at Harry, the twins hopped off the train. Harry sat down next to the window, where, half-hidden, he could watch the red-haired family on the platform and hear what they were saying. Their mother had just taken out her handkerchief. Ron, you've got something on your nose. The youngest boy tried to jerk out of the way, but she, she grabbed him and began rubbing the end of his nose. Mum, get off. He wriggled free. Ah, has Ickle Ronnie got something on his nosey? said one of the twins. Shut up, said Ron. Where's Percy? said the mother. He's coming now. The oldest boy came striding into sight. He had already changed into his billowing black Hogwarts robes, and Harry noticed a shiny silver badge on his chest with the letter P on it. Can't stay long, mother, he said. I'm up front, and the prefects have got two compartments to themselves. Oh, are you a prefect, Percy, said one of the twins, with an air of great surprise. You should have said something. We have no idea. Hang on, I think I remember him saying something about it, said the other twin, once, or twice, a minute, all summer. Oh, shut up, said Percy the Prefect. How come Percy gets new robes anyway, said one of the twins. Because he's a prefect, said the mother fondly. All right, dear, well, have a good turn, send me an hour when you get there. She kissed Percy on the cheek, and he left. Then she turned to the twins. Now you two, this year you behave yourselves. If I get one more owl telling me you've blown up a to telling me you've blown up a toilet or blown up a toilet? We've never blown up a toilet. Great idea though. Thank great idea though. Thanks, Mum. It's not funny. It's it's not funny. And look after Ron. Don't worry, Ickle Ronnykins is safe with us. Shut up, said Ron again. 
He was almost as tall as the twins already, and his nose was still pink from where his mother had rubbed it. Hey, Mum, guess what? Guess who we just met on the train? Harry leant back quickly so they couldn't see him looking. You know that black-haired boy who was near us in the station? You know who he is? Who? Harry Potter. Harry heard the little girl's voice. Oh, Mum, can I go on the train and see him? Mum, oh, please. You've already seen him, Ginny, and the poor boy isn't something you goggle at in a zoo. Is he really, Fred? How do you know? Asked him. Saw his scar. It was really there, like lightning. Poor dear. No wonder he was alone. I wondered. He was ever so polite when I asked when he asked how to get onto the platform. Never mind that. Do you think he remembers what you know who looks like? Their mother suddenly became very stern. I forbid you to ask him, Fred. No. Don't you dare, as though he needs reminding of that on his first day at school. All right, keep your hair on. A whistle sounded. Hurry up, their mother said. And the three boys clambered onto the train. They leant out of the window for her to kiss them goodbye, and their youngest sister began to cry. Don't, Ginny, we'll send you loads of owls. We'll send you a Hogwarts toilet seat. George! Only joking, Mum. The train began to move. Harry saw the boys' mother waving and their sister half laughing, half crying. Running to keep up with the train as it gathered too much speed. Then she fell back and waved. So I'm going to have to leave it here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're into Minecraft, you might like to check out my YouTube channel. Just search J-O-Pro-To into YouTube and you should find it. Thanks. And don't forget to rate this podcast because it really helps and gives me the energy to make more of these. Thanks. Goodbye.